Thank you, Sifo. Thank you. If I, uh, what I've, I, what I remember, you know, which is, uh, you know, a lot to do with all of this training. I remember seeing, and I still post it, a simple diagram about Tai Chi progression, and it started off with the the physical strengthening, the stretching. It moved from there to the breathing and, and a full cycle of, you know, being able to progress to, you know, the leaf, you know, going, going to the different uh, E and energy and, you know, and then moving on into the push hands, into the sparring, into the, you know, and eventually it got back to the top of the circle where you started and then it just said, okay, repeat again. <laughs> you know? and at another level, at another level of ability, yeah. What I noticed, though, you know, from the training with you and, and, you know, a lot of great people is that it's not single dimensional. It's not flat. It, it's more of a, a spiral where each time you go around the circle, the more you learn and, and it changed it into something, you know, three-dimensional. And then, you know, like you said, too, uh, I noticed that with my training, uh, it, a fourth dimension has been added, really, and that is, you know, we start out training with a core group of people. Some of us accelerate. You know, I, I know some of the guys that I started with, and I've watched them grow and, and, and learn more and more, and you know, I, I took a new job a couple of years ago. It sort of slowed me down a little bit, but that interest is still there and, and the desire to learn is still there. And, and the other big, big factor that I noticed with uh, studying with Sifu Clear is that, you know, your training is always, always improving. The, the different ways I see you demonstrate things, the different way, you know, I hear you teach things and, uh, all of the different levels that, that are available, like you said, frequently, you know, I'm still in the elementary, you know, stages and, and moving on to the graduate, postgraduate stages, you know, as, as things spiral higher and higher, it's just, it, it adds so much more to the, to the Tai Chi and the Qigong and, you know, all of the, uh, all that there is out there to learn with it. So I thank you very much for constantly being a student and a teacher. Thank you. Anybody else? Bill, it's your first call. You care to weigh in on this? I'm sorry? Uh, it's your first uh, call with us here. Do you care to, care to weigh in on this point? Um, what, what, what has you pursuing Tai Chi to those levels? It's, there are many parts of it, but one of the things is I've been teaching since 2002 and so if teaching a subject, I really should know the whole thing. <laughs> and so that was a thing I've been teaching this and you know, I recognize my limitations, but but if I have the opportunity to really understand the whole system, I really should. You know, and 
I may be able to find students that are interested or not, but I still want to know it for myself. Yeah, great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Ty, did you weigh in on this? He did not yet. I don't think so. No, I had not weighed in on this. And <laughs> I always hate going after Harry. He usually sums it up right from the very beginning. <laughs> but what I, I've found with my own students that they come in two groups. And I have the group that seems to be satisfied with being able just to do the physical, learn the forms. They feel that that's all there is to it. And I try to introduce them to additional things. And I think what I really got out of today was trying to make sure that I meet them exactly where they're at and then try to gradually give them more. Because sometimes I think they just like almost surrender when I tell them how much is available going yeah, forward I, because I'm very much like Matt where it's like, wow, this goes on forever. Great. That's, I want that. Um, but then I have one student in particular that comes to mind that she wants to be doing Wuji now and uh, doesn't want to go ahead and uh, do the work to get there. And so she's always trying to find ways to shortcut it. And I'm like, okay, why can't I find someone who wants to just stay on pace as opposed to, uh, I don't need that much. And others that like, okay, I'm going to skip all that. I'm just going to jump straight to Wuji. So. You're going to miss all that heavenly glory if they skip to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm constantly trying to um, find out where students are and they're kind of, I think they're kind of intimidated when I tell them, hey, I'll give you a free private lesson. And they think, huh, okay. But really it's for me. So I can find out exactly who they are, what they want and where they're at. Which sometimes I don't get when I have a group setting because they're intimidated sure. to say exactly what's on their mind. Well, and then also they, uh, by doing that private lesson, you're letting them see, you're trying, again, trying to meet them where they're at, but also then you're giving them an idea of the kind of things they could be getting into. And ideally that's, that's, you know, they want that or why are they there kind of thing. Exactly. And then for your own journey, Ty, I know you, you did the ninjutsu up to the fifth degree black belt level and we're continuing with that. And then at some point you would, you had shared with me that Hasumi told you that Tai Chi was the next stage of learning and development for you. Yes. And at the time I didn't understand it because I'd, I'd watched some of the other practitioners and I'm like, what's the magic sauce that they have that I don't have? Because I knew everything technically perfectly, but I was stiff and I used no Chi, I used no Jen, I just, was very mechanical. I was doing basically everything on the Lee and E level. And then I realized, okay, I had all these things to ninjutsu and then I can have it or start to approximate what Hatsumi has. Yeah. But sure. that he didn't teach. Sure. Well, and if you learn like a lot of times people from the, from the generation before ours, that are older teachers. I know teachers in their 80s and up, and I've got to think of how Sumi's up there, like that in age. 
Yes. The way they learned was very much like Carly learned from me, where since she was a baby, I just would do things and she was able to glean it and pick it up. There wasn't a verbalization. And what happens with somebody who learned in that generation a lot of times, and, and you know the other master you study with for Tai Chi, he's, mm -hmm. he is one of these guys. Yes. Um, and he has the information. A lot of times people think they're holding out on you, but he never got taught a teaching method. It was, they did it, it was monkey see, monkey do, or feel it, and then you do, you duplicate that feeling, and they got raised in the art where that's what was going on. And the problem for, uh, is it is difficult for an adult who has not learned like that to learn like that, period. And worse yet, in today's society, especially when so much of it is done over the internet like this, if you're not explaining things and giving people some understandings of what's going on that they can then mentally put that construct and then try and then try to duplicate with that understanding then they if, if that isn't all going on they can't relate yeah. and so the teacher has the trouble teaching under that circumstance it's like do what i'm doing well i don't know i don't know what you're doing i can't feel what you're doing so how am i supposed to do that and then and then so there's that and then from the student side they're trying to pick up and mimic all this stuff and it becomes a lot of times people will try to fit to mimic the physical part when a lot of times the teacher's not trying to convey something that's physical at that point. It's internal. It's got to do with the energy and or the mind and or body and mind and breathing and spirit states. And they're trying to help lead you to this place. And it requires a, a really high level of sensitivity. And you either acquired that because you had the teacher when you were young, you like Carly baby, on up doing that, or you have to really, really train for it as an adult. And so some being one of the more, more important skills like that, because you're working on learning that sensitivity, both so that you can build the skill of being able to perceive that way. And also now, not only with the explanation, but that you can actually learn in multiple ways, which is then gonna really make a big difference in your progress and your understanding and your ability to enhance that material and to work with it and to apply it in a lot of different ways so that now you're looking at all kinds of different health applications and you know, life applications along with self-defense. Well, I, I work with off and on with about five guys that are all in their upper 80s. <coughs> and, um, they get really jazzed and very happy with me because of what I've gotten from you, which is Ting. So that now when they do things, I can feel exactly what they're doing. And I can see this big grin come over their face when they do something that other people in class don't know what they're doing. But I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I know what you did because of the training and tank. And they want the other students to acquire that, but they don't have a teaching method for it because they weren't exactly. taught. They came up doing it. Exactly. So, yeah. Cool, man. So, what I'm uh, so that that bit, tidbit about Hatsumi's training method and all that aside, what I'm really kind of hearing is um, consistently is that everybody in this group is really jazzed about the possibilities for like that lifelong training thing. But I think what really just kind of got cleared for me listening to everybody talk about this that I've, I've, I've struggled being able to put my finger on why is this exciting for some people and why is it daunting for others? And what I really think the difference is, is that the people who it's exciting for really see 
very clearly all the concrete benefits that you get along the way. And it's really exciting because what happens is you, you get this benefit. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. And then you get another one. It's like, this is life changing. And you get another one. And it's like, I feel like a new person. You mean I get to keep feeling better and better and better like this my whole life, the rest of like forever, it just gets better. And, and so when, when you're coming at it from that perspective, yeah, it is really exciting that like this art doesn't end. But if you think of it as the only benefit that's here for me to be had is at the very high level and that's my goal. And if I don't get there, I'm not going to be happy. Then it's extremely daunting because it's like, well, yeah, I've got 60 years of, you know, work ahead of me before I may, may or may not attain my goal. And so I think the key really is, you know, what Sifu Clear said in the very beginning is just make sure you're meeting people where they're at and get them excited about those benefits that they could be attaining right now at the level that they kind of have in their grasp. And the more of that they get, the more excited people we're going to have, you know, studying for the rest of their life. But they really have to see those benefits kind of first. That's what goes Go ahead. That's interesting that you, you say, you know, people possibly saying, until I reach that goal. What concrete goal is there in Tai Chi? Unless your goal is, hey, I want that 108 movement form. And to, to know that, other than that, what, what real goal is there? Would you pick a goal of, I want root of a certain depth, or I want a, a, a type of healing skill? And I mean, it's such a nebulous thing. But they, what happens is because they don't understand the depth and the complexity and the amount, they they uh, they start to um, think that well, okay, so if you're really sharing this with me, I could pick it up really fast, and so I just want that now. And they and even though they haven't quantified that, they kind of lump it together because they don't understand um, like that. Now every once in a while you will get a skill, whatever it is. Iron body, for instance, or marrow washing type skill, or touching somebody where they're going to go flying across the room, whatever it is. And then they go, well, I want that. You know, and they want to jump into that. And then you go, well, that requires, you know, and you start listing off the things. And then they go, well, yeah, I don't know about all that, but I want to be able to do that. And they just, they, like you said, they think it's almost like the five minute trick that if you really explain it to them, they could do that. And that it wasn't, they don't, they missed the hard. He's been present with me a number of times where we're out somebody. I've been called naturally fast. Anybody who saw me when I was a teenager would not have said I was naturally fast. They would have said I was naturally lanky. You know, uh, uh, what do you call it when somebody, they start getting some of their height and their... their lanky, lanky. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, and I've had people where they were like, well, okay, so, you know, you, you, it's nice that you've got that. And then but where they're coming from a place where they're thinking, okay, anybody else would be able to do that in a couple of years. The funny one is, is I've had people go, okay, but you're a young guy. So, and I'm going, you know, how old do you think I am? Well, you're like in your thirties, right? No, but what I'm doing is helping me to continue to be able to move and, and feel and, and reasonably look, Oh, some days not as good as others. Uh, like I'm young like that, but, but no, that's, you know, it's, and it's because of the training. And then you kind of get this, you know, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And so I try not to even say that stuff as much just because I know that it tends to blow people out of their socks. That it's too much. And so when you're doing the stuff like you talked about there, it's, and, and like what you just said, it is that I try to meet them where they're at and do those things, but always with a little bit of a um, moving that bar just a little bit. And our training method, 
really is, and I know you guys have all seen this for me, I, I take a, 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 like I treat it as a step method. If I'm on the bottom, if you're on the ground floor, I go up one step and I try to get you to come up on that step with me. And when you really are up on that step, then I go up one more step and I try to work until you really come up on that step with me. And I make sure you're really on that step and I keep doing that. Because I know if I go five steps up, I'm not going to be able to reach you very well and you're not going to be able to jump from the ground floor to the fifth step. And by doing that, for those of you that are seniors sometimes, and I know a couple people have said it's a little frustrating because it's like, I can't tell what you've really got. And it's like, well, but your goal here is for me to get you to this level. And when you do that, I'll walk you up another level and then another level and another level and keep doing that because my goal is to get you to the top of the steps. But if I try to just, you know, there's no magic way to get you from ground floor to the top of the steps and, you know, like that, it really does have to be Let's walk up these steps. And now, a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible, and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com. So I would like to sort of add to what Matt said, and that is uh, the people, you talked about people being able to experience the benefits all along the way. And I would, I would bring another nuance to that. And I would say the people that continue are better able to enjoy the journey. Sure. Like enjoy step one and enjoy step two and enjoy step three. while as long as they're there, rather than feeling that's a burden and they only want to be at the top of the staircase. Yes. Yes. And I will say that part of that, like for the internal push hands and any kind of push hands, that's why I treat it as play. If I get somebody and I can tell they're too competitively oriented, and I know most of you have seen me do this, I'll be like, um, shove me. Woohoo! Okay, send me across the room. Woohoo! Are you happy yet? <laughs> well, no, you're giving that to me. Okay, I'll get in there. Grr, go ahead and move me. Okay, and we'll do that. Are you happy yet? You know, are you having, woo, are you having fun yet? <laughs> and the goal is if you're not having fun, we, this should be fun. It's play. And in that play, you're learning things, you're doing things, but it really does need to be play. And if it's not play, it's not at some point fairly quickly, I think, unless you're super ultra competitive. I just got to compete for everything. And even if it's, thumb, you know, even if it's totally, you know, thumb, oh, yeah. thumb wrestling or whatever, you know, it's, it's like I got to make a competition out of it. Okay, that's your idea of fun. So we'll play all kinds of different ways to get it so that that's fun for you. But for a lot of people, if it's hyper-competitive like that, they start to lose. The fun goes out the window pretty quick. And, and it does for me. If it's all competitive, I get to some point where I'm going, ah, you can keep it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not doing this to compete with anybody. And if I'm working on a skill that I'm just trying to make better, okay, I'm in a little bit of a competition with myself, myself today as opposed to myself yesterday and the day before that. But I'm much more interested in Am I enjoying this? Am I feeling good about this right now? Am, am I getting 
nice feeling stuff and the benefits of that? Am I getting the good disciplined work of that and then the benefits of that nice disciplined work? Um, <clears throat> but is there an enjoyment, <clears throat> excuse me, a mental stimulation and a physical enjoyment and those kinds of things out of that? And that doesn't mean I won't have to work for a minute in order to develop a skill in order to have those things. But ultimately, it's going to come back to those things, and it has to keep being that. Otherwise, it becomes a lot of very hard work and daunting and, and hard, and how am I supposed to keep this up? And, and it's not fun, so why wouldn't I do something else? You know, and, and just because it's fun doesn't mean it's not work. There's work there. Uh, when somebody's playing a video game, kids playing a video game, and they play first time, and then immediately you know, their, their car starts out of the gate or their guy goes up to fight and... You know, they lost right away, and they keep doing it, and keep doing it, and keep doing it, and then they can get through a whole level, and then they go to the next level, and again, they start off in the second level, you know, they lose again, and yet they're doing it. It is work. It is very fun, and so it's the art really has a great capability, capacity towards that end, and so it's what can I do, and, and what can we do as teachers and as practitioners, even for ourselves, that helps keep it like that. Uh, to keep it mentally, physically, emotionally, um, spiritually stimulating because there, it really has great capacity for that. Um, and so why wouldn't you make, make use of that and then get all the benefits because you were doing it? You get, you get the idea where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's very <clears throat> true, Philly. If you, if you don't enjoy the journey, even if you are getting benefits along the way, it's, uh, it, it's just, it becomes a struggle no matter what. And you really, it, 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 you do have to actually enjoy the process of, you know, what we're doing and, and enjoy that, uh, enjoy the ride and not be so much focused on the destination. Um, if, you, if, if anyone out there has not read Candide by Voltaire, I highly recommend it. The book is all about that, and it's really funny. What was the name of the book? Candide, uh, C-A-N-D-I-D. Candid. Yeah, it's spelled like Candid, but it's pronounced Candide. It's French. Oh, okay. But they don't say French freeze. No, actually, they don't, actually, they don't eat French fries in France. Um, I discovered the only plants that I, the only place that I found French fries was on uh, a sandwich called the American sandwich. <laughs> on that sandwich, it wasn't, wasn't This is wrong. But anyways, okay. Uh, a word from our sponsor. Um, again, the, to know more about these things, the essential keys to internal power for the extreme basics there. And the, the core basics that are going to be helpful and that we found that those basics are helping people with COVID and all that um, to get through it and that's at internalpowerkeys.com and then the roadmap to Tai Chi mastery that we're talking about and that's talking about the stages and the levels and a good bit about what's sort of involved in those stages it is an overview but a fairly extensive overview and that's at roadmap uh, tai, I'm sorry tai chi roadmap.com um, and so I've got here why, why Clear Tai Chi is packed at the top end of the art. My independent research and library are extensive. I had the, the take that Phil had on it, which is I want to know where this goes all, all the way to the end of the art as best I can because I want to know, I don't want to get to the end of it and get some kind of a nasty surprise. You know, there are people out there that, okay, so Tai Chi is of the devil. And I didn't want to get to the end and find out, yes, it is. Ah! You know, <laughs> oh! yeah. 
And so I wanted to make sure that that was okay. It is. It's it's no devil there or anything like that, unless the devil is you, and that's a different ballgame. The uh, or what's in your mind? What's in your spirit? What are you? Where are you coming from? And ideally, if it's bad places like that, the Tai Chi's going to help you to change that. The uh, but anyways, um, and as a result of my extensive research in the library and the study, I have a massive amount of very high level material information, and I've had a approximately 50 teachers. And when I say a teacher, I don't mean a weekend workshop. I mean, people I've spent real time with the senior ones of those, uh, the top oh, half dozen, I've spent more than 10 years with each another 10 to 20. I've spent approximately five years with each. And then I've got a whole bunch of teachers that I've had somewhere between six months and a couple years with each. And then the library and the research and understanding and looking at things, that are different from different teachers and then looking at what the common things are and then looking at them all doing certain practices like your basic beginner Wuchi and going, what is similar here? What's different here? What is the higher level version? What does that look like? Why is that? How is that? What are they doing that's really delivering these results differently or better? And all of that. So that's part of the reason why you see certain things in our program done certain ways. And you know, and those of you that are asking the questions live know this. I'll go, well, there's this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I'm doing this one because, and I can, and I can actually do the other methods. I don't do them as well because I don't do them very often. I do the ones that I like the best because I found them to either really impart better benefits, more benefits, or somehow they're easier, uh, more functionally, uh, they're, they're more, you're able to do it better and e more, more easily for, some, for whatever reason. Like the marrow washing that we use, it's the simplest method I know. And it's the hardest one to actually hurt yourself with. And every marrow washing method, you can hurt yourself if you do certain things wrong. With the one we've got, you have to relax when you do it. If you don't relax, it can hurt you. But that's the only way. Some of the other ones, if you just look the wrong way, you've got a problem. The uh, Right now, too. And it's, anyways, you get the idea. All right. Um, that's why quite often my serious students are mistaken for master-level practitioners by other teachers. And that happens a lot. If they don't know them and they're just meeting them and they're on the floor and they're doing stuff and they're interacting and it is a place where they're they're not the master on the floor they know there's other people there it's very common for people to go okay so like you're really a senior teacher master level and they're like no i'm a teacher but but i've got a long way to go and they're like man you're i've felt other masters or you know it's this ty and i were both called masters by someone uh here just a few months ago uh in california where they were like well you're a master and you're a master it just really casually like offhanded like that like obviously you're masters and i know it's uh, happened with harry and greg quite a bit too and and some of the other ones so yeah um and i'm okay with this as long as the serious students like you guys here and, and ideally people that are that are your serious students and the people who are really getting into it, as long as they continue to grow and become the high-level practitioners that they are in an excellent position to become. The, uh, in time, everyone who wants the art will eventually come to understand the difference between real mid-level and real high-level practitioners. And I really want to avoid in our system as much as I can having a bunch of people get to the mid-level who are then calling themselves masters and thought of as masters which is great until somebody who really has mastery comes along. And the reason that I've got such an aversion to that isn't because of an ego thing or I care that somebody's calling you a master or not calling you a master as much as I really want people to get the benefits of the art 
that I have got. And it's a personal thing for me. And if I've got a bunch of people who are at mid-level that everybody think is high level, well, there's a whole large, great body of material there that people are never going to get. They're never going to get access to it. They're not going to see it. They're not going to get to do it. They're not going to experience it. And there's a lot of benefits, both in the health side, in the mental, personal side, and in the, in the self-defense side, which is kind of less, but it's still a thing um, that people will never see and get if, that, if, if we don't work towards that end. And there's a lot of fun and interesting things at the high end as well. So it's all of that. So my goal is to create a large number of real master level practitioners to carry the art to the next generation who ideally will then help carry the art to, you know, from there forward. The, uh, and to really make a change um, in the way that Tai Chi, a revolution, if you will, in Tai Chi and Tai Chi instruction. And I owe a debt, or I feel like I owe a debt to my teachers, and I, because I've got a, had a lot of them, even though I've been with certain ones, like Uncle Bill I've been with for 25 years. Tyrone I was with for 15 years. The, uh, anyway, and then Dr. Wu by, by him that way. Um, and I take that responsibility to those teachers very, very seriously. And, and uh, Uncle, when he was younger, had a very much more of a, him and his brothers, a hide the art. But the older that he's got, at least with Uncle, he's been like, get it out there, teach it. Um, like that, that, that he, he really does get the idea that this can really help people and that there's no reason to hide it. Um, you know, but that the people who get it should be the people who really do do the work. Um, and so the question that you would always want to ask yourself is, are you committed to that long-term study and practice? And if you're not, is there a reason that you can come to that really is why you're not? Or if you think you are, can you start to put quantitative, qualitative, quality and quantity reasons to that and understandings to that? And if there's something in your practice that's not enjoyable enough and stimulating enough in those ways, what can I do to help you to do that? And um, what can you do that will help you to do that? And then obviously conveying that to students. And so if there's anything in it you want to weigh in on that, uh, then cool. If not, we'll, we'll uh, try to finish up our, our uh, meeting today. <laughs> All quiet. Okay. It looks like they're itching to jump in. Hopefully that's, hopefully that's good. So a word from our sponsor. Remember, essential keys to internal power. That's essential. I'm sorry. That's keys to internal power.com. Keys to internalpower.com. Internal power keys. Internal power keys. Dot com. Dot com. Thank you. And then the roadmap to Tai Chi Mastery, which is a Tai Chi road or, or Tai Chi roadmap.com. Tai Chi roadmap.com. Yep. One other little note here. Uh, me as an old master. <laughs> I'm 56 years old. Uh, I've had diabetes type one, which runs in the family for over, uh, for over 20 years now. The, uh, even though I'm 56, I tend to feel like I'm 20. Uh, I, I'm 192 to 195 pounds right now. Uh, I'm more muscular overall from head to toe than I've been, you know, more physically stronger than I've been any time in my life prior to now. And that's because of the training that I'm doing um, and all of that. At the same time, um, you know, uh, at some point I suspect I will hit old age and then all of you guys will be able to just push me over. And, 
And that could be sooner, it could be later, it could be a while, it might not ever happen. It may be that you don't push me over out of some kind of deep respect. For me, I'm like, I don't care. If you push me over and we're having fun, great. You know, knock me into the wall, let me bounce off, and let's keep on playing. It's fun. Um, if you can shove an old master, does it mean – and I've, I've had teachers that I could absolutely have done something to them if that's how I was minded. Does that mean that I couldn't learn more from them? And the answer is they had lots and lots and lots to still teach me, and that I could still learn from them and do and did and all of that. You know, if, if, if it was about who can win – then why aren't the people who are in the MMA rings and the boxing rings all the old coaches? Why is it young 20-something-year-olds who are in there doing the fighting? And it's because the old guy's not going to be able to get in there. He might have the skill set to do that, but he's just not going to stand up to some hot, uh, full of it, you know, full of piss and vinegar, I'll be blunt here, 20-year-old who's been training and is in peak fitness and peak ready to go, it's just not going to be a good idea. Even if they win, when you get to a certain age, you can lose. Uh, Ma, Master Ma, being, he won the push hands thing there when he was against the Japanese that he was pushing with, the group that came to study from him, when he was 95, like a month or two before I studied with him. But he had to go to the hospital. And so if it's, well, I can push him, I win, I, and I must know more, you know, can they teach you something? It's, it really is more about that. And if it's about, can you beat them? If your attitude is that come tell me that your goal is just to beat me. I'll let you push me. Now we're done. Go somewhere else. I don't need the ego trip from that in any, I don't want to be that person and I don't want to interact with that person unless they're working on not being that person. But if that's their only goal, then Hey, have at it and go somewhere else. I don't want to be your teacher to be blunt. And that doesn't mean I won't let you try things out and really come after, and then I'll show you things that will counter that or do things to you that counter that. So I'm not saying you'd never know or that I'm trying to keep some kind of a low skill level. I push with you strongly, any of you that want to, on a regular basis. And Harry, who's kind of the, the bigger guy out of our group here so far, uh, he gets to push with me like that pretty regularly. At the same time, there's a point where I go, okay, we push like that a little bit. It's time we got into some other skill sets and all that kind of thing and quit playing King of the Hill. Sound about right? Well, sure. There's a, a lot of lot of times, especially earlier uh, in my training with you where that was the case. It's also because I didn't know better. And now I will say that I am generally more interested in the subtler techniques and way of doing things. I mean, I had no idea how to fill you with my E, you know, a number of years ago and, and just use that just as one example, you know, and not that filling you with my E now still stops you from, you know, uh, helps me win. Cause you know, uh, but nonetheless, um, it, it's, it's a progression. It's a progression in, in learning. So yes. And, and it, and it didn't help that I uh, regularly went to a Sunday night push hands meetup. That was very Lee based. So yeah. <laughs> my, I began my serious study of Tai Chi. This was even in the 1970s when I started because of my grandparents dying so young, me realizing that, you know, dying before the age of 50 isn't, you know, life should be a good bit longer than that. And I, and I began, the study to have a healthy long life and to see old age because of knowing that my family genetics generally don't 
and all of that. And so it really framed in, even when I got into the really serious, hardcore martial aspects, and when I got into the serious, more mental and spiritual aspects and all that stuff, it still started because of that health stuff. And because of that, um, it gave me a perspective that has taken me to where I'm at now, doing it the way that I'm doing now with that. And it's sort of the driving factor underlying the whole thing. Right. And so, and so I'm not the teacher who's going to be like health, 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 no, no Marshall health, 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 that at the same time, there is a strong health component behind it. The difference is it's not like, well, do your form and magically you'll become healthy. It's like, how does that help come about? What does it do? What can we really do to enhance that? If I have like the COVID thing there, how do I use those things in order to make it so that I really come through that with, with like the least amount of problems and the same thing if it's a flu or the diabetes type one or anything like that. Um, and it, and it, and it served me very, very, very well, as you guys can tell, I mean, I've outlived my family now by coming up on 10% for, for any of my grandparents and that kind of thing. I mean, and it's and growing and doing very well. Like they weren't healthy when they went either, obviously. Um, Matt sees me at least five days a week. Ask Matt about my level of health compared to like every other person that we normally are around. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just in, in like uh, peak physical condition and, and, uh, and, and not just that, the stuff that affects most people that goes around or whatever, it just doesn't phase him. Either he doesn't get it at all or he gets such a mild version of it that you wouldn't even know except that it's kind of in the same symptom range as what everybody, you know, is what's playing everybody else out. But I have to ask usually. I'll yeah. go, are you getting this? And right. they're like, yeah, why are you asking? Because I'm getting a little bit of that. And they're like, you don't look like you're getting that. No, I mean, it's like a little bit, but but it was, but it's odd. I know I don't normally feel that. So what's up? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly. And how about this? And I'll be like, think about it and go, oh, maybe, you know, a little bit. This kind of thing. And that doesn't mean I can't get sick, like really sick. It's just it's a rare occurrence, which is ideal, right? And correct. All right. I keep practicing and I keep studying. There's not an end to it, at least not for me. It is fun. It's very mentally interesting, very mentally stimulating, mind, body, and spirit. And if you're, if you're not enjoying it, like I said, please get with me or one of, or one of you guys, if you're listening to this out in uh, the world, get with me or get with one of my, one of these guys. Uh, by the way, I, Matt, I forgot to introduce you. Did I introduce you earlier at the beginning of the call? This is Matt. He's the guy for Knoxville. We're in, Mar we're in, Mar in Maryville and all that. Sorry. I just hit me. Anyways, um, but get with one of the folks here. Um, one of our teachers out there and let them know that, that you're doing that. If you've been doing Tai Chi for 20 years and you felt like you hadn't learned that much or it's gotten stale or you feel like you're not advancing. Um, and I don't mean not advancing like you've got skill. Well, if you're, if you have skill sets and you feel like they could be better, but you don't know how to make them better, get with them on that. If you've got ones where uh, you know, there's these other Tai Chi skill sets and you don't have those, ask about those. Now they may tell you, okay, in order to do that thing, do you have this? Yes or no. And if you don't, okay, we got to do that. And if you don't have this, you got to have that. Okay. You've got that one. Here's a little tweak or two on that. Now you've got the basics for that thing. Here's the thing. And they'll teach it. The, uh, and all that. So, so our goal here is to really help you in your Tai Chi journey and to make it that great journey that it can be and that long-term journey that is part of life. Um, 
right. Well, that's what I had for today. Anything anybody else want to add to any of that? They're like, no. Everybody's <laughs> shaking their heads. Right. So a uh, quick word from our sponsor, the Essential Keys to Internal Power, which is internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com and Roadmap to Tai Chi Mastery, which is Tai Chi Road Tai Chi Roadmap.com. Tai Chi Roadmap.com. Thanks guys. Thanks for participating. Thanks for talking, everybody. Thank you for interacting. Great seeing you all and look forward to seeing you guys some more. Um, and we'll talk more soon. Yeah, take care. Thank you, And now a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.